Hi, this is Pastor Daniel Bracken. You're listening to Kings Alaska podcast. I hope the word encourages you and you get a touch from God that brings transformation and equips you to experience life with people, power, and purpose. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the word. How many of you know we're in a war? Raise your hand if you know we're in a war. All right, for the rest of you that are not raising your hand or aren't going to raise your hand no matter what happens, uh, we're in a war. Look at your neighbor and say, you're in a war. Okay, look at your, you look at your other neighbor and say, we won already. Okay, so it's kind of, kind of cool that you're, uh, you may be seated. Go ahead and sit up. You, it's kind of cool that you're in a war and it's really awesome that you already won. You say, well, it doesn't feel like I won. I know, feelings are deceptive. You won, it's D-Day and V-Day, and I talked to you about that. D-Day is when we really won World War II, but V-Day, Victory Day, is when it was actually declared. But if we hadn't had D-Day, there would have been no V-Day. Jesus was crucified on a cross, rose again from the grave, defeated all of the powers of darkness, and, and he did it all. He led captivity captive. He gave gifts to men. He took the keys of hell, death, and the grave. Come on, somebody say, he took the keys. Welcome home, John Duke, evangelist John Duke. We're glad you're here. He took the keys. Would you say it? He took the key. Who took the keys? Jesus. What's his name? Jesus. Now, we do have some notes coming around, so thank you, gentlemen. So we've been moving along the lines of spiritual warfare and... Uh, really fallen into the next level of spiritual warfare and dealing with some archetypal spirits is what I would call them. Last Wednesday, I preached on a spirit of Leviathan. How many of you were here last Wednesday? All right, that's not new to this church. It's not new revelation to us, although it's amazing as you study the word, you learn more and more. I had one guy say to me, of course, he was in a mental institution, so it wasn't exactly the most sound statement, but he said, oh, the Bible, I've read that. Yeah, you've read it. I, I've read it too, and it continues to unfold and be ever, ever increasing, filled with wisdom and knowledge. It has application for every area of your life. Numbers 25, we'll read this in just a moment. So we're moving along the line of spiritual warfare, but beginning to deal with some of these archetypal spirits, if I could just say it that way. And uh, again, I've preached on this before, but tonight something happened in the last 45 minutes of my study, and uh, I hope that I can articulate it clearly and get it to you because it's going to be profound, I believe. Are you all there in the book of Numbers? Very good. Stand up on your feet, if you would, please. Reading from the New King James. Numbers chapter 25 Verse 1 through 9. Are you ready? On your marks. Not that it's a race or anything, but. You set? Let's go. Now Israel remained at the Acacia Grove, and the people began to commit harlotry with the women of Moab. Oh, no, that's, that's not good. Verse 2. They invited the people to the sacrifices of their gods, and the people ate and bowed down to their gods. So Israel was joined to Baal or Baal of Peor. And the anger of the Lord was aroused against Israel. Then the Lord said to Moses, take all the leaders of the people and hang the offenders before the Lord out in the sun. 
that the fierce anger of the Lord may turn away from Israel. So Moses said to the judges of Israel, Every one of you kill his men who were joined to Baal Peor. I, I, I just want to pause. There's a joining, a sexual sin, and a joining of this really demon spirit, Baal. Just file that. And indeed, one of the children of Israel came and presented to his brethren a Midianite woman in the sight of Moses and in the sight of all the congregation of the children of Israel who were weeping at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Now, when Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, saw it, he arose from among the congregation and took a javelin in his hand, and he went in after the man of Israel into the tent and thrust both of them through. The man of Israel and the woman threw her body, so the plague was stopped among the children of Israel. All right, one more section of Scripture. Go to the book of Matthew, New Testament now. Blessed be God. Blessed be His holy name, Matthew chapter 12. And find the 22nd verse. Then one was brought to him who was demon-possessed, blind and mute. And he healed him. He did what? He healed him. Amen. So that the blind and the mute both spoke and saw. And all the multitudes were amazed and said, Could this be the son of David? Talking about the Messiah. In other words, verse 24 now, when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow does not cast out demons except by Beelzebub, the ruler of demons. Verse 25, And Jesus knew their thoughts. He said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house is divided against itself will not stand. If Satan casts out Satan, he's divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Baals above, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they shall be your judges. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Let's pray. Father, move in power. In Jesus' name. Amen. We do have notes. And again, if you don't have those and you'd like a copy, just... Lift your hand and one of our ushers will bring that to you. So we're on a journey of spiritual warfare. And um, I am doing my level best to plan things out as the Spirit directs me. But if you're here for any length of time, you'll find that the Holy Spirit breaks in and interrupts my plans on a regular basis. And uh, I invite Him to. I want Him to. Because I know one word from God in His timing, in His kairos, in the time and destiny crossing changes us in a way that nothing else can. The word of, goes, word of God goes forth and doesn't return void clearly. Clearly, it's anointed all by itself. But there are moments in God that he brings us to in an increasing way, I believe, that bring about great change. Who is Beelzebub? You read the Jewish leaders here in Matthew accuse Jesus of driving out demons by the power of the prince of demons. The ruler of demons. Wow. And uh, that's 
pretty intense. Baalzebub is derived from the word Baalzebul, found in 2 Kings. I'll read it to you, chapter 1 and verse 2. Now Ahaziah had fallen through the lattice of his upper room in Samaria. He injured himself, so he sent messengers and said to them, Go consult the Baalzebul, the god of Ekron, to see if I'll recover. What an idiot. God speaks to Elijah to interrupt them and says, yeah, you're certainly going to die. The actual word is Beelzebub, and it means Lord of the high places. There's a number of different definitions, Lord of the high places. But one of the Jews would do, which I just think is hysterical, I, I find it hysterical, is that they just, had, they just had this special way of trash talking. I mean, you know what trash talk is. Anybody ever watch professional sports? Anybody ever play football? It's the stuff you say to the linemen. I know I've said some things, but I wasn't saved back then. It's when the lineman talks about the other lineman's mother. It's trash talk. And it's to get, it, it's to get under their skin, to, to get their goat, if you will, to just to really irritate them and bother them and make them mad. You see it all the time. The, the Jews, the Hebrews, the Israelites, what they would do is they would take... Uh, a false god like Beelzebub, and they'd, they'd rename it. So he's Lord of the high place, Beelzebul, Beelzebub, but they, they changed it to the Lord of the flies. Another way to say that is the Lord of the crap heap. So the Lord of the high place, yeah, that's the Lord of the dunghill. So are you worshiping the Lord of the dunghill today? It, it's just humor. It's Jewish humor. It's not, it's not the God of gods. It's the, it's the, he's the king of the crap heap. Okay, if that's offensive, I am from the East Coast, and occasionally I say words like, you know, like that. And if that's offensive to you, please forgive me. Uh, it's, it, he's, he's the king of the, the pile. Dung is a good word. To worship Baals above is to worship Baal, the God of the Canaanites. What does that mean? Baal worship is included, and I'm moving right through the notes here, gross sexual immorality and child sacrifice. I said end, end child sacrifice. It's amazing how as I got into this, I started seeing this whole abortion thing come up very timely once again. And if you missed Sunday morning, you, you need to go ahead and get that. I had somebody, you know, tell me, even a, a believer, someone who loved God, baptized in the Spirit, has a grasp of the word, but somehow they've been, they've been brainwashed by this ongoing rhetoric from those who don't believe like we do, that it's a, what an attack on, a, what an attack on, um, on women's rights. What an attack on women's rights. Can I tell you something? That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. He said, well, it is not. No, you're just ignorant, so let me enlighten you. And by the way, if you have an opinion that's other than what God's word is, it's probably because you're not really convinced it is God's word or willing to change it. And then you have a high place. You have a, a, a 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 through 6, talks about strongholds. A stronghold, for instance, if you think homosexuality is fine, then you have a stronghold. We don't hate homosexuals. We've, we've seen lots of people delivered and set free. You don't hate anybody. You love people. Homosexuality is wrong. How do you know that? It's in the word. Well, I don't believe that. That's because you don't believe the word. So your opinion is actually higher than what the word is. So let me, let me know how that works out. 
It's a bad idea. Well, we're like in the first 10 minutes of the message. Let's go ahead and lift our hands to Jesus. Come on. Hey, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise you, Jesus. Woo. All right. A little rhythmically challenged. So, it's not an attack on, on, you can do whatever you want. If you want to live a homosexual lifestyle, it's up to you. If you want to have as much, are there kids here? Children's church is upstairs. Okay, this is not kids' church, so I'm going to say some stuff that's not all kitty. All right? So, I'll shoot high and be as gracious and um, kind as I can. You can do whatever you want. The problem is, may I hold your child? Would that be okay? Is that right? Is she going to come to me? Let's see. All right. All right. This is a beautiful baby. So it's women's rights until another human being's in you and then they have rights. That's the problem. So you can do whatever you want with your body until you're killing someone else. That's the problem. So the worship of, the worship of Baal or Baal is gross immorality, sexual sin. And, and Baal had a kind of a, the wife of Baal, it's, it's kind of a funny way to say it, but Ashtoreth. They're connected. Let's look at the text. Um, and this was a part of our reading just recently, and we, we were in a reading plan uh, out of uh, version, reading through uh, the McShaney Bible reading plan. It's the Old Testament once, New Testament twice, and we've done this, I think, our fourth year in a row. Uh, to do that. It might be third. I've, I've lost track. We've had this Bible reading plan. So as part of our Bible reading plan, how many of you are in that Bible reading plan? All right. So we just read this pretty recently. And um, Balaam is this Midianite king who, uh, pardon me, is this false prophet. Now, it, it, false prophet, he, he can prophesy accurately, but he's a false prophet by what his actions were. You'll notice he goes to curse them. He's hired to curse Israel. This is the, back, the backdrop. He's hired to curse Israel by the Moabites and the Midianites. And what's interesting is God wouldn't have let him. God would not let him. So he goes to curse. How many of you know that nobody can curse you? That went over really good. You can curse yourself if you're living a life that is... A curse will not alight on you. It bounces. I'm Teflon in the spirit. Come on, somebody say, I'm Teflon. I don't worry about witches and warlocks. Are they real? Oh, they are. Is, is the power of darkness real? Oh, it is. And you want to be very careful not to partner or join with it. And so 
God wouldn't allow him, write in your notes, B, God wouldn't allow him to curse Israel. Therefore, instead, he gave advice. And the advice is how to destroy Israel. And it's the same way that you can be destroyed. And the advice is found in Numbers 31, verse 16. Look, these women caused the children of Israel through the counsel of Balaam. Through whose counsel? Balaam. So he's like, I can't curse them. There's nothing I can do. They're blessed. They'll rise. It's one of my favorite scriptures. Very violent. Very Old Testament. Awesome. They'll rise like, an, like, a, like a lioness and drink the blood of its victims. There's, there's no divination Israel. There's nothing the devil can do to them. They're a blessed people. So let me just tell you, if I could just read between the lines. He says in, in Numbers 31, let me tell you how to get them out of the blessing. Let me tell you how to get them out to cursed. Let me, let me teach you how to move them out from the blessing of God into the cursing, into the judgment. Let me teach you how. And so he does. He sends prostitutes, harlots, he sends. Probably male and female, both. Balaam knew that God was holy. And all he had to do was get Israel to defy God's law. And a plague breaks out among the Israelites. 24,000 people die. One of the elders... One of the leaders of this sin boldly sinned before the Mesa Midianite woman brings it before the tent. They're all weeping. They're grieving. And it's just a mocking. It's this mocking of what they're doing. They're weeping. They're interceding. And he takes this harlot and he goes, he's like, yeah, you know, that's right. I'm going over here. Goes into the tent. And Phineas, one of the youth group. I believe God's given us a youth group like this in the spirit. In the, everybody say, in the spirit. You know, go stabbing people. Come on, amen. Phineas killed the perpetrators of evil by his action and stopped the plague. And God honors Phineas because he was zealous for God's honor. And it's this incredible story. The spirit of Baal or Baal affected the New Testament church. Now here, it's going to get gritty right now. Affected the New Testament church, turn to the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 2, verse 14. Thank you so much. Revelation 2, verse 14. Thank you, Pastor Christian. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. Y'all there? You have people who hold to the teaching of Balaam. Um, wow. Who brought Balak to entice Israelites to sin by eating food sacrificed to idols and committing sexual. Wow. Here in the New Testament, John on the island of Potmos receives revelation towards these churches that he was an overseer over. The seven churches of Ephesus. And he was responsible. He's receiving this this revelation from the Lord, and he, they're getting rebuked to the church of Pergamum. He, they're getting rebuked. They hold to the teacher, teaching of Balaam. Read on in verse 15. Likewise, I believe this is a new, new international version. Likewise, you also have those who hold to the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Repent, therefore, otherwise I will soon come to you and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Wow. The church of Pergamum's having a problem. Yeah, and, and the Lord speaks to them. You know, a lot of evangelists use that scripture, behold, I stand at the door and knock. He's talking to the church. 
He's not talking to a bunch of unbelievers. He's talking to the church. And here in the, in the book of Revelation, Jesus is saying to John on the island of Potmos, hey, the church of Pergamum has some issues. I'm going to tell you, America's church has some issues. And I, I honestly don't know if we have these issues lurking, but I would assume that, that the enemy is doing everything he can to prowl around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, to get you to think that homosexuality is fine, to get you to think that you can do whatever you want and it's all going to be good in the hood. It ain't all good in the hood. You've got to live for God. You can walk in the blessings of God or you can work in the curse. You can elevate your own opinion above God's word and end up in a lot of trouble. Let's look at the next church. Pyrotyra. Pyrotyra. Verse 20. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You tolerate that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess. By her teaching, she misleads my servants into sexual immorality and eat food, eating food sacrificed to idols. Here again, we see the same sin at Pergamum. It's the same sin that took place at Peor. It's the same sin of numbers. You understand? It's the same thing in the New Testament. So well, that's kind of freaking me out. Oh, you hadn't heard half of it yet. Wow, that's kind of intense, Pastor. I know. Look at verse 21. I've given her time to repent of her immorality, but she's unwilling. So I'll cast her on a bed of suffering, and I'll make those who commit adultery with her suffer intensely, unless they repent of their ways. I will strike her children, I will strike her children dead. Oh, that's as intense. And all the churches will know that I am he who searches the hearts and minds and will repay each of you according to your deeds. Now I say to the rest of you, in Thyatira, to you, do not hold to her teaching and have not learned Satan's so-called deep secrets. I will not impose on you any other burden. Hold on to what you have until I come. So what's fascinating here in these churches of the book of Revelation, they're being affected by the same evil that we read about in the book of Numbers. It's the same thing. Do you think that this is happening in the church of America? Oh, yes, it is. It's pretty intense. Let's go ahead and have a praise break. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just praise him. Come on. Hey. It is. It is intense. It's not taught in most churches. It's not talked about. You can't just go live any way you want to. The same spirit is at work today attempting the church to attempting to hinder the church from fulfilling its plan and walking into the promised land. Is it at work in our church? Not that I'm aware of, but I again I do know that the devil has no new tricks, so if he can get you out from under the blessing of God, he will. There's seduction from within and without. New Testament churches were, had a strong pressure from the Roman world to conform to the patterns and traditions of culture. Nicolaitans is a Greek word. Do you know what that means? It's a Greek word. you know what the Greek word means? Baalites. It's the same. It's, it's the same. And they would basically say that sexual immorality is not a big deal. I mean, everybody's doing it. I mean, come on. In fact, he goes on to labels this person Jezebel. That's probably not her real name. 
How many of you know you're probably not going to name your daughter Jezebel? You might be one and raise one. But you, you don't want to name your daughter. Everybody say, I'm not going to name my daughter Jezebel. Okay, but you don't, you don't want to train them like one either. The deep things. He's talking about the deep things of God. I love this phrase, you can go so deep you drowned. <laughs> you can go so deep in God you drowned. And I've found over and over a, a um, uh, people who attempt to be um, high-minded and uh, the, the pride of intellect and pseudo-intellectuals. You know what pseudo-intellectuals are? Pseudo-intellectuals are people that act like they're intellectuals, but they're really not. They're really dumb. talking about the deep things of God, the, 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 the deep things of God. She's appealing to people's pride. And I'm going to tell you, you got to watch out for that. I get very concerned, very concerned when I hear about people going really deep in the things of God. Go on, little boy. I get concerned because the many times when I see people go into the deep things, yay, the deep things, they don't win souls anymore. It's fascinating. They stop winning, they lose their joy, and they get over into this thing where, have you heard? Do you really know there's the lost books of the Bible? And when you read those, oh, when you read those, then you know. No, you've drowned. True spirituality is not, it's not mere words. It's, it's becoming like Jesus. It's so simple. Real spirituality receives revelation from God that changes your life. Not receiving revelation from God so you can go flex. If somebody thinks you know something and you can spout off at a small group. Well, actually, I was looking at the Hebrew. <laughs> Lose your temper left and right. Got all kinds of pornography going on. Oh, but you have the deep things of God. When you have real revelation from God, are you all right? You okay? Come on, why don't you hug yourself? Go ahead. Just give yourself a hug. Some of you need, look like you need a hug. Revelation releases, real revelation releases a revolution in your soul that changes you to become more like God. And, and when you receive real revelation from God, then really anybody around you would know. Because you're different. Is there anybody else that's been changed? Change me some more, Lord. And uh, this takes place. There's a, there's a hyper-spirituality that's separated from reality. And it's, it's, not real super, it's not real spirituality, it's stupid. Can I say stupid, Pastor Karen? Idiotic. A la-la land Christianity. There is truly seduction or persecution, and you'll find in 1 Peter 4, go there please, 1 Peter 4, 4. They think it's strange you do not plunge with them into the same flood of dissipation and they heap abuse on you. You know, when you're really living for God, you're going to have people that don't like you so much because they want to have abortions. They want to do whatever they want. They, they, want, they want to live their life. 
They want it. They want it. They don't want somebody putting a standard on them. And when you live for God with all your heart, and I don't mean like a, you know, a crazy religious loon. I mean somebody that, a loon is a bird, by the way. I mean somebody that authentically loves God, lives a lifestyle of repentance, and lives it out loud. Listen, if if somebody was to examine your life, would they be able to tell you're a Christian by your posts? By your words, by your deeds, by by your bank account. Would they be able to tell? You guys look like you need another hug. Now, when you begin to live for God, you, you, you live for God, then you're going to end up, you got some people that won't like you so much. If you don't go along with the world, they're going to think it's strange that you didn't join them. I miss working in the world on one level um, because I miss being around people that don't know anything about God. I, I spend a lot of time with believers, and I'm grateful for that too. But what a, what, a, what a mission field you have to be able to see God manifested in your workplace and at your home. What a mission field we have. There's so many that are shouting that we should be tolerant. And Tolerance becomes immoral. Watch, pay attention to what I'm saying now. Tolerance becomes immoral when you allow immoral things to be done in the name of tolerance. There's nothing wrong with love. We should love people. We should turn the other cheek. But when that begins to encroach on our life and what we believe, according to God's word, we have a problem. And when it begins to destroy innocent lives like babies, we have a problem. And when you're just nodding at someone and just turning, turning away... And, and, it, and it's immorality. Listen, anybody can live any way they want to. It's fine. But I don't have to vote for you. And I'm not going to nod at that and endorse that. I'm not going to do that. I'm, I am vehemently against smoking cannabis. I'm not, I'm not a cannabis endorsing church. You say, why not? Because it's pharmacia. I got a problem with it. And, and, and oxycodone can be the same thing. Now, I think maybe there's some creams and stuff you can use to rub on your knee that maybe doesn't get you intoxicated. Okay. But I'm, I'm so, been so, uh, listen, Linda, <laughs> I'm never going to endorse that. I'm not going to endorse same, I can't, I won't, I can't because God's word is clear on it. You say, well, that's really like stone age. No, you've been defiled and somebody seduced you into thinking that it's all right. It's not all right. And every person I know that's given themselves to a lifestyle of it, they don't serve God anymore, and their lives are destroyed. Every, listen, everyone I know, I've been serving God, I've been in this church for 30 years. 1992 I came in. And in my brief time of surveying, 30 years, I've been in ministry for 30 years, I had some, I had a rough start. In my brief time of paying attention for 30 years, Every single person that has all this compromise and winking at sin and adultery or, you know, just getting high and trying to serve God, you know, all of them, they're all, they're, all their lives are destroyed, all the ones that I know of. I've seen preachers stand on corners with the Bible in their hand, higher than a kite, 
try to talk to people about the gospel. And, and actually, I listened to one guy, and he did a good job. He really did a great presentation of Jesus. And, and some people received the Lord. But at the same time, he was stoned out of his mind. And if you spent any time with him, he'd be like, this guy's crazy. You, 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 you cannot sit, Corinthians says this, you cannot sit at the table of demons at the table of the Lord. You cannot sit at two places. Baal is at work, and today it's affecting us in sexual immorality. Right, right in your notes again, it's affecting all of us. Sexual immorality, we've been around long enough to see the destruction of that. Junior high boys trying to get with junior high girls and had phone calls come to the church and I've heard endless stories. A young girl, 12 years old, finds herself in a crush with a boy and all he wants is to get with her, if I'll just say it that way. She fights it, she resists and then she gives in. And the, the, the minute after, he rejects her completely, never talks to her again. Never talks to her again. Calls the church, tried to cut her, cut, cutting herself, tried to cut her veins, tried to kill herself, hates herself. See, people don't talk about that. People don't talk about... <laughs> Do you know why we don't give children driver's licenses? Does anybody know why? Because they don't have judgment. They will crash. I started driving when I was 12 years old on a farm. And I crashed that truck a number of times. But I learned to drive. You know, in farm fields and bucking hay and doing all that kind of stuff. I certainly wasn't ready for marriage at 12. And yet, there are those now that are ramming down the throat of our society and making laws that children can make a decision of whether they want to be a boy or a girl. Now, if you don't think the devil's moved in, you are sorely mistaken. You say, well, that's not happening in Alaska. They're moving here. And we just, it's happening everywhere all over the world. But the report I heard this, this week is just, it's, 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 it's crazy. You want to hear it, don't you? So, men are now having babies. So, but they're not men, they're really women. Right, they're men that identify as women and they're having babies. No, wait, sorry, it's confusing. It's confusing, I'm sorry. Sorry, let me, let me, let me think that through again. Men are now having babies. So it's women that I, I got it, that identify as... I do not have a womb. I'm just telling you, I don't. Amen. <laughs> so women that identify as men are now having babies, and, it's, and they're calling it men having babies. Okay. So what is a, this is, God's honest truth, this is what's happening. So what is a woman that now identifies as a man, now has a baby, they have to then call breastfeeding, chest feeding. 
This is reality. Here. In our, in our community. I'm not talking about some crazy place somewhere. It's everywhere. It's, it's woke everywhere. How is that going to happen? I'm going to tell you the spirit of Baal. Baalism is alive and well and is operating in our country. Really even might be the very strong man over America. We need a church that's going to rise and make a difference. Can you say a better amen? This is so aggressive. We might get, this is why we need to have our stream working. Because you start, as things heat up, and we keep saying it, and believe me, we will then we're going to get bumped from places that you're not allowed. It's called hate speech. We don't hate anybody. We love everybody, and sin is sin. We're calling it out till Jesus comes. And then we could get cut. That's why we need our own, our own web stream, which we have, right? Right from the, right from the web page. Okay, so if, if this ever gets dropped from Facebook because they just lost their minds, and YouTube, you, you go to the, our webpage, www.kcalaska.com. We have our own stream, and there's, nobody can drop that that we know of. And the others have happened. They haven't done it to us, and I haven't really been all that aggressive. But this is pretty aggressive. Why? Because I don't want you seduced. And I'll stand before God for it. Some people are so promiscuous, it's almost like they've become prostitutes. You say, well, I don't get paid. Well, that would be the only difference. You can get set free tonight. Along with sexual immorality, this spirit, this, this bail, bails above, encourages the killing of babies. And you know what they had on us, I think, that's um, rather profound is that they killed babies for a purpose. And the purpose was that they would have better crops. The purpose was that they would be prospered. They, would, they, did, they, they killed their own babies for a reason. You know what the reason is people kill babies here? No reason. For self. That's why they, they're killing babies now because they are more important and their lifestyle, it's, it's for self. I'm trying. And we are no different. The murdering of almost 70, is it 70 million on the way to 80 million babies? Jesus, we plead your blood over America. We plead your blood over our own lives. End abortion. Send revival. The third thing is in a worldly mindset. There's people that go to church, and I've, I've heard it. People that go to church on Sunday and live like the devil Monday through Saturday. That, that's not, that's not good. You want to get out of that duplicity. How do we, how do we, how do we defeat and overcome Beelzebub? All right, number one, or A, know the truth. Everybody say, know the truth. You've got to know the truth, that the truth will set you free. And you're only free to the amount of truth or the degree of truth that you know. And truth is not just head knowledge, it's actually become real. It becomes your own personal reality. That will change you. We need to know the truth. We need to know the truth. Don't be a stumbling block. Don't be a stumbling block to people. You know, one of the reasons I don't drink, is numerous reasons I don't drink alcohol. One reason is, how would it look 
If, if you saw me in a restaurant, Pastor Karen having a bottle of wine. Now, some of you might be, well, that's no big deal. Okay, the other people, even the world denotes drinking with, world, with, a, with the world. Drinking and smoking is worldly behavior according to the world. Not even talking about the church. So how would it be if I was there and Pastor Karen and I had a bottle of wine? Okay, maybe 25% of you would be like, no big deal, as long as you don't get drunk. Amen. And, and we don't castigate anybody for drinking, but I don't drink because I'm not everybody, nobody's going to say to me, oh, pastor, I saw him. No, you didn't either. I haven't had a drop of alcohol. That's not true. Pastor Karen cooks with wine occasionally. I'm really glad she does, number one. Number two, I have had uh, cough syrup and... Um, and uh, tinctures, which you haven't made in years. 100 proof stoli, stolish style, 100 proof tinctures. But I'm not back there like, it still hurts, can I have another one? <laughs> don't be a stumbling block. And so there's a lot of reasons that I don't drink and we ask our leaders not to drink either. And it's because I never want to be a stumbling block. And we don't serve wine here at communion because we don't want to, we don't want to stumble former alcoholics. Notice how I said that, by the way. I said former alcoholics. I don't believe in a disease model. I believe in a sin model. Let's move on. Be aware that you, what you may be doing is having fellowship with demons. People go to bars. People do, you, know, you can go to bars and you can end up doing things. Pornography is a big one. You can end up doing things that cause you to, to yoke with or um, join with a demon spirit. You say, well, I'm a believer. So what? I'm glad. I'm glad you're a believer. Act like one. And you see, the, you see in the life of uh, Simon Magus in Acts chapter 8, he, he, he believed the message, he was born again, he gets baptized in water, he's hanging out with the evangelist, and yet he's bound, and, and bound by sin, the apostles say, because he's still trying to manipulate with money. And so the real thing is this, praise God you're born again, but you can have things sticking to you. Like a, like, a, like a barnacle from hell. Oh no, pee for all of you islanders. You can have barnacles on you and you need to break them off. First Corinthians 10, verse 23 in this wonderful joy-filled message tonight. Everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible, but not everything is constructive. Nobody should seek his own good, but for the good of others. In the Corinthians, he also says the stomach's for the food is for the stomach, stomach's for the food. You know what he was saying? He was, he was combating an argument in the Corinthian church that I've got sexual organs so I could use them. And he's saying, that's not what that's about. That's not what you should do. 
And actually, you're uniting yourself with a prostitute. And he's, he's talks about in other places where you're, you're one with Christ. Will you unite yourself? Will you unite Christ with a prostitute? Yet some of you look at pornography and do all kinds of things that are absolutely contrary to truth. And then you wonder why you're distorted in your thinking. Am I, am I getting through? You wonder, I know I'm probably not talking about anybody here, but I'm just saying. Your, your thinking begins to get distorted because you've been joined with even demon power. And you come out from under, you wonder why you don't have the blessed life that you used to have. You wonder where the finances went. You wonder, you wonder where's your joy. You wonder, you wonder why is it so hard to lift your hands and worship now when before you were on fire. And now it's just like you've gotten dull. You don't even really feel like coming. And before you know it, you're like, um, I don't know, I'll go in Easter and Christmas. Before you know it, you don't want to go at all. And then the enemy, it opens a door. It, it opens a door to the enemy, and the enemy rushes in. He brings all kinds of distortions. He was a little aggressive about the homosexual thing. That really bothers me because my brother, he's a homosexual. And that just really bothers me. I'm sorry your brother's a homosexual. I'm not after him. I'm after the sin of homosexuality. And if your brother, your sister, your aunt, your uncle, we've had people leave by the way that I preach. You know something? We didn't start this thing by not preaching hard. We've been preaching hard ever since we got here, and I'm not going to stop. So if you want something different, then we're not the church for you. We will bless you, and you can find somewhere else to go. But I pray to God that you get set free. The message of the gospel is uncompromised in truth and power, but it, it, it does not, you cannot sit at the table of demons and sit at the table of the Lord. You can't do that. So some of you are in all kinds of strife and difficulty. Examine your life. Because you may not be aware that you're having fellowship with demons. Let's have a praise break, because I, I need one at least. Amen. Praise God. Hey, God. If you want help, we'll help you. You stop off at the night. We have programs. We have programs like More Than a Conqueror. We have programs to get you free, to set you free. I can sit here and point at you. and No sin or temptation is so special for you. Such is common to man. I love what Corinthians says. It's, it lists this, this litany of homosexual offenders and idolaters and liars and cheaters. This just wipes out the whole church. And then he says, and that's what some of you were. I won't ask you to raise your hand, but the Lord saved this. Lord, the Lord saved me out of, a, out of a whole lot of hurt and pain and darkness. That's what I used to be. I used to be a liar. I used to be a broken, broken man. But he saved me and he healed me. And he's, he's real. He's not going to bless your brand. Bless your brand of Christianity. No, the Lord knows my heart. Yeah, he knows it. Deceitfully wicked and black. Above all else, you need a new one. Flee sexual immorality. Man, this is intense. 1 Corinthians 6, 18, flee sexual immorality. All other sins, listen closely, all other sins a man commits are outside his body, but he who sins sexually sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, 
whom you receive from God. You are not your own. Wow. The lines for sexual for healthy sexuality in churches have, have blurred. You say, well, is sexual sin worse than any other sin? Yes. Why? Because you join with that person. It's that which is so sacred and so holy and so beautiful and so wonderful and so significant that it's that which should take place inside of the covenant forever till death do us part. That's where that should happen and not outside of that. Understand covenant, your body belongs to the Lord, whether you like it or not. That's the way that is. Understand covenant. Sexual behavior outside of marriage is wrong. I'll shoot high, but I hear it in the spirit. I'm just going to shoot high. Um, so if you catch it, great. Somebody said, is there anything wrong with sexual act activity inside marriage? Not so long as it doesn't violate your conscience. And then there's some arguments about that too. I love what this one man of God said at a men's meeting. Hank, he, it wasn't Hank. <laughs> but you like this. It was a men's meeting. <laughs> it was a men's meeting. And uh, Hank's over our men's ministry. That didn't work out so good. I'm going to go over here. <laughs> Now, he was, a, he was a senior man. He was, he was in his 80s, I think, 70s, 80s. And um, he was repenting to the group of men. And he said, I, I need to repent. And I uh, said, oh, okay. Well, I mean, guy's serving God for, you know, forever. I mean, like 50 years serving God. What do you need? What do you need? He said, well, I'm, I, uh, I was lusting after my wife, and it wasn't right. The same guy repented for the sin of irritation. You see, lust inside. If you have a lust problem, marriage ain't going to fix that. You, you need to get healed. You need to get set free. You need to get delivered. And lust has no place inside marriage. Desire? Absolutely. Yes. Desire? Yes. Lust? No. Using somebody for your own for your own pleasure, not caring about them or what they, then that's wrong. Married or not. Look at five. Understand covenant five. God will bring judgment. Very clear. God says he'll bring judgment. Revelation two, the sword of his mouth. Verse 21. I've given her time to repent. Aren't you? Isn't that awesome that God gives us time to repent? It's a gift. It's gracious. But she was unwilling, unrepentant of her immorality, she was unwilling. So I'll cast her on a bed of suffering. I'll make those who commit adultery with her suffer intensely. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's a wow. Repent, everybody say repent. Praise God for church. You know, repentance, there's a repentance unto conversion but then there's a lifestyle of repentance. The, 
the hyper, hyper grace and neo-Calvinism that you just need to repent once or maybe at the extremes you don't need to repent at all because Jesus repented for the sins of the whole world so everybody's good whether they repent or not. That's not theologically sound whatsoever. Now there's a lifestyle of repentance and take a stand for holiness. Be a, be a Phineas. Be a Phineas. Finally, reorder your life. Reorder your life. You know, before I bring this message to a close, I was blown away um, by um, understanding of this man. His name is John Benefield. How many of you know who that is? Oklahoma, I believe. And um, he preaches for us in Maui. Maybe we'll get to have him to come up here. We get in our new building. And um, he's a powerful man of God. And um, he wrote a book. Binding the strong man over America and the nations. He wrote this book. Here's the cover. I just got it on Kindle because I couldn't wait to get it delivered. What's amazing to me is they found these caves in Oklahoma. And it's, it talks about the exact location. And I, I, I don't have it. I, I could hardly get into it. I couldn't read it fast enough. They found these caves. And in these caves in Oklahoma and in other places, they've discovered carvings that match carvings in other parts of the world about Baal. It is profound. Get the book. Go check it out. Have you heard of this? Truly amazing. And uh, Cindy Jacobs and Dutch Sheets and different ones... At a, I think it was in 2007. It's a while ago. You just don't hear it preached, you know, that much. Because we move on, and it's so important to revisit certain things that God said over America. Because Baal, the worship of Baal, Baalism, sexual immorality, and somebody said, oh, it's the spirit of Jezebel. And they work together. They're, it's all, it's all, Jezebel was a Baal worshiper. They all work together. So this thing is operating in America. You know how it's going to get torn down? You want to know? Through a church, not a compromised church, not a, not a half-hearted, I'll obey everything but the sexual part of the church. I'll, I'll do whatever I, I, I want. I like this part. You cherry-pick scripture and then just think that you're going to get the blessing of God. No, you don't get the blessing of God that way. You obey God, God's word. Some of you have such a stronghold in your mind because... You have those that you deeply love and you can't reconcile in your mind that that person who's, who's living a lifestyle of homosexuality is gonna go to hell. Well, listen, let the bomb hit you tonight. They are, unless they turn. Now you have power in prayer. And if you wanna, if you wanna just dumb yourself down and just ignore that and turn, I'm preaching to somebody and you're really mad at me, but if you got up and stormed out, we'd be praying for you. But you could go. I'm gonna say it. Could it be that if you'd let your heart break over the reality of your son, your daughter, your brother, your sister going to hell and the bondage that comes from that, you let your heart break instead of come up with some new theology that includes them or excludes what God's word says, and you don't make yourself God. You don't elevate yourself to the, to the point of having some idea that's higher than God's word. 
that you then let your heart break and you weep and you cry and you intercede that the power of darkness, the worship of Baal would be broken off your brother, your sister, your aunt, your uncle, your mother, your father, your children, would be power, would be, that power would be broken and people would be set free. We need a church that's on fire. We need a church that's gonna tear down every high place. It's starting in your own mind, starting in your own heart. That's who we need. That's what America needs. I know it's a hard word. Don't get mad at me. I'm just trying to bring it with as much sugar as I can. I bind that spirit in Jesus' name. You foul spirit of Baal. Baal's above. We put you under our feet. Go ahead and pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, pray in the spirit. God will show you when you look lingering a little bit too long in that Instagram lingering a little bit too long on, on those, those pictures, staying a little bit too long, finding that you're on a hook real strong, that you've got compromise. Usually people that are gonna hold on to their sin, they're flipping through their Bibles right now, don't wanna listen it. In fact, like you're just gonna read something else right now, like, that, like that's gonna help you. Can I just tell you something? Here, let me just blow your cover. I, I'm, this, that's a word of knowledge. I, I don't, nobody up front's doing that, so I'm just saying word of knowledge. It, many times when people can't stand what I'm saying, they just go and they're reading, they're reading something like out of, I don't know, whatever, Deuteronomy. They just keep reading. They're reading. They never look up. They're like, when church is over, they close it. Oh yeah, great service. Yeah. And you go home with your devils. I've seen people fall asleep. There's a spirit of slumber. They just come on. If you start trying to read the word and, or you come to church and you're in like, the church is over. You're like, hey, praise God. It could be that you have a spirit of slumber. Then again, maybe you're up all night interceding. So just because someone fell asleep doesn't mean they have a spirit of slumber. <laughs> maybe you're up all night fighting against the spirit of Baal. <laughs> you came to church and you're like, for the love of God, I was up all night interceding. And then I worked, I mean, I was, I was carrying wood all day. I worked all day, I'm tired. I don't have the spirit of slumber, really. I don't have a devil bathroom, I love God. Reorder your life. Reorder your life. You want to break this thing, reorder your life. Cut off relationships that lead to sin. Some of you are messing around with the secretary, flirting. You have heart adultery. You know what heart adultery is? Heart adultery is adultery before you actually do it. Yeah, but I, well, Jesus said, Jesus said, you lust in your eyes, you already committed adultery, so it's adultery. He said, well, well, what? Play hardball with them. Come on, come on, he did it for you. It's a reasonable thing we should do is be a living sacrifice. And the other thing I wanna say is that anything you're trying to get out of a relationship to satisfy or meet your need, it's really only Jesus that can meet that need. So don't make people an idol. Don't make sex an idol, don't make money an idol, don't make anything an idol. Love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul and all your strength. Cut off people that don't support you in your walk with God. Now, what I mean by that, what I mean is you're not a mean cuss now and hate everybody that's not, well, they don't go to church, so they go, oh. Are you like baptized in lemon juice or something? No, I mean, don't, I don't have people that are my close confidants that are not aligned with me in the vision of what God's called me to do. I have many, many close, close people. Then I have another tier. 
Then I have another tear. And Jesus had the same thing. Jesus had Peter, James, and John, but then he had the other disciples. Then there's the 500. Not, not everybody you bring close. Hello? Hello? Some of you have yoked yourself with Jonah. You wonder why you're in a storm. Kick him off the boat. Lovingly. With the kindness of the Lord. Hey, we love you. We're praying for you. Hope it works out. <laughs> now, of course, you want to witness to him. See if you can get him saved. See if you can get him to repent. Cut off relationships that lead to sin. Two, grow in God. Everybody say grow in God. Read the word, pray, go to church. Read the word, pray, go to church. Read the word, pray, go to church. I'm going to add a few things now. Read the word, pray, go to church, get in a life group. <laughs> Read the word, pray, go to church, get in a life group, get on a team, serve. We'll just say serve. Read the word, pray, go to church. It's an S. Read the word, pray, go to church. Say it one more time. Read the word, pray, go to church. Come on, let me see the S. Let me see it. Let me see it. See it. What's up? What's up, yo? <laughs> Try it again. You ready? Read the word. I do it with an attitude. You ready? You ready? Come on. Come on. You ready? Read the word. Pray. Church. Pastor Kirsten taught me that was from his gang days. <laughs> it could very well be that Baal Baal is the strong man principality over America when you see the amount of sexual immorality the abortion. What is with the hatred of babies? I mean, all the baby food. Do you find that unusual that it's all in the same week? It's trying to wipe out a whole generation. By the way, there's other ways to make baby food. I'm just saying. You cook those carrots up and mash those things. Amen. Let's take authority tonight. Stand up on your feet all across this place. Can you lead us in some destroying Baal worship? Come on. <laughs> worship team. Read the word. Pray. Go to church. That's good. Try it again. Read the word. Pray. So somebody they get all jiggy with it for their first get ready. Read the word, pray, go to church. Let's try it over here. You ready? Read the word, pray. Lift your hands to heaven. Well, I hope you were encouraged by God's word. Thank you again for listening to King's Alaska Podcast. God bless you.
For more great content, go to casealaska.com and may God's face shine upon you and give you peace.